Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today, we've got Brennan Lacey joining us on the show. He's a talented 14-year-old sprinter from Canton, Mississippi. And he's on the verge of fulfilling his dream at the AAU Junior Olympics in Iowa. And by on the verge, Brennan, you got your bags packed and everybody waiting in the driveway to head out to Iowa today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So are y'all really leaving like as soon as this is over? Are you headed out this afternoon on your way to Iowa? Uh, Something like that, yes. That's so exciting. Okay. We have been talking about you and congratulating you, whether you knew it or not, for some times now. But when did you first start your track and field dreams? How long has this been in the making for you? Um, About three years now. At first, I didn't know um, if I wanted to do track, but now I have a feeling for it, and I'm fulfilling a dream of mine. Well, I couldn't imagine you not maybe have do, have done track, so you would have this opportunity. Okay, so explain this next step to us, because there's many of us who understand maybe state championships. We definitely understand, like, the actual Olympics that are coming up in 2024. What are the AAU Junior Olympics? Um, I don't really know. Like, it's different from all the other meets I've been to, because, you know, on the Junior Olympics, they're faster, better, um, faster and all that stuff. And I want to be like that. I want to be faster and better. So just work hard and, you know, do eat good and all, work out good and see what happens. So at the Junior Olympics, will it be international competitors or you, will you still be competing with people within the United States? Um, uh, international. See, that's pretty cool. That's like the next step, in my opinion, to getting you to the, you know, to the Olympic stage. Well, it would have to be 2028 now because the 2024 is sort of next season. So this is the this is a really big stage for you to be able to shine on. Let's go back to when you sort of figured out track and field might be your thing. Who encouraged you to give it a try at school? Uh, it started when I was around 11 years old. Uh, I was doing high jump and long jump at that time. But, you know, when I hit eighth grade, my eighth grade year, I was, like, having a little thing, like, should I do this relay? Should I do this single event? And as soon as I started doing it, I started having, like, a liking of it. And that impact impacted my prison on, um, on doing it, too, so... 
And there we go. And then you recognize it and you put in a whole lot of hard work. Now, you're originally from Canton, Mississippi. I know you just recently transitioned to Texas, but you will always be a Mississippian at heart. So what was it like training and doing all things here uh, back in Mississippi? The heat and humidity shouldn't be a problem for you if you grew up running in it. Uh, It's really different. You know, I have family out there. And like you said, we'll always be home. And I think since I'm out here, I'm doing a little bit better. And I just want to, I just want to impact people from my hometown to inspire them to do better in their lives. Kids my age and older. And I would just want to inspire them to do the correct thing, not the wrong thing. And if they do, if you do the wrong thing, just come back and come back and do the correct thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always about the next best choice. That's what my parents always told me if I screwed up. So you worry about the next right choice to make and you just keep moving forward that way. And that's kind of like track. You just keep moving forward. And that's where you're headed is to Iowa. Okay, so what what events will you be racing in, Brennan? I'll be racing in the 100 meter, the 200 meter and the 4x1 meter relay. So what is your current, I guess, best record in the 100 meter? Uh, I ran a ten nine x about a month ago. That's nuts. Let me just say <laughs> that's crazy. That is super fat. Yeah. What you have to be to get there, obviously. Yeah. So you talked about all the things that you're doing to condition yourself to get ready for the upcoming meet. What are your workouts and sort of training regimen? Maybe not your exact workouts, but kind of explain what kind of effort you're putting in to get prepared for this next level. Uh, I just do my thing. I just think about myself. Don't think about others. Um, track practice, do that every day around seven o'clock and, um, and it ends around 10 o'clock. I go in the gym, you know, do the normal leg workouts, ab workouts, and I eat protein. So, you know, I could maintain that, that good, you know, physicality. So, Yeah. You're also burning a whole lot, so you probably get to enjoy a little bit of volume in food, I would hope, with the volume in your training. It's definitely um, paying off for sure. So are, mm-hmm. do you have like a goal? I know gold is the goal. I know that. We And we're wishing you that to bring it back. We're bringing it back to Texas, but technically we're going to share it with Texas, if that's okay. We'll claim a little bit of gold yeah, here in Mississippi. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but what are you, what's like, what's your PR? Do you have a goal that you're aiming for to get gold, past gold? Like a time? Uh, um, not really, but just faster. Um, hmm. Nothing really. Yeah, nothing really. That's okay. Just going and, yeah. and having your eyes sort of on the prize. Will your whole family yes, get to travel with you? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, that's going to be exciting. When does the actual Junior Olympics take place? Uh, it takes place. Um. In Iowa, like you said, Des Moines, Iowa, um, this weekend, we'll be doing uh, one event at a time every day. So, yeah. You're going to have a busy time um, for sure. All right. So, yeah. if you're, the school's supposed to start for you when you get back from Junior Olympics. What grade are you going yeah. into? Uh, the ninth grade. Oh, so you still got a few more years left. Wow. Do you have any prospects of where you're going to maybe do track and field at your higher education? It's okay if it's not Mississippi. 
it's not necessary. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know where the star track and field teams are at. <laughs> we hope we are wishing you the absolute best, Brennan. You go and you run your little tail off, and you win you. gold, and you just keep on doing it. We're super proud of you. Thank you. All righty. How cool is that? So there you go. We got some Mississippi blood headed to Iowa for the AAU Junior Olympics. Could you run 100 meters in 10 seconds? No. No, you can't. I'll answer that. I'll answer that for you. And probably not even in your prime. Could you run 100 meters in 10 seconds? Right now, I saw your eyes go up whenever he mentioned that. About how far, like, in, I know how far 100 meters is 100 meters. I know that. But how far, like, if we wanted to give a visual distance, is about 100 meters? Uh, it's a little, just a smidge longer than a football field. Like, it's still within the end zones, so it would be like end zone to end zone. And the world record is, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in the nine seconds, like nine and a half seconds, maybe even a little more than that. So, yeah, it's it's moving to get down to ten seconds. And to think, too, like when you talk about the top athletes there in track and field, even when you look at the 2024 Olympics that will be coming up in Paris next summer, it does. It takes them years to just shave a tenth of a second, half of a second. When you start talking about full seconds off, when they get at their peak in their prime, that's like massive amounts of, of time. But to also be able to do it consistently is something completely different. There's always that one like sort of freak moment where you may go really fast this time, but can you show up and sort of do it again and do it again and sort of do it again? If you are into like Olympics, like I kind of, uh, I'm an Olympic junkie and super excited about 2024 coming up, you may have recognized that the last of Michael Phelps' personal world records was crushed by a youngin, this 400 IM. Um, and the cool part I feel like is Michael Phelps was there to be able to give him his medal and sort of pass the torch. And I think it was one of the longest running personal records or world records that have been around. I don't know if it was just I know for the sport of swimming. I don't know about Olympics in total. I think it was just the sport of swimming. But it had been like 15 years um, that Michael Phelps had held the world record in um, the 400 meter I am. I'm not sure how bad the guy crushed it, but he's I think he's from France. He's young. He's a young whippersapper. But, hey, you know, to hold on to something for 15 years when you think about that, that many, that's a decade and a half of, of training improving, of techniques improving, of all that sort of, and to hold that, that's a incredible amount of time for Michael to be able to hold it. But now that it's broken, and that's how it goes with, like, these records, somebody else will do it, and then somebody else will do it, and then somebody else will do it. Cause records are meant to be broken. Once someone recognizes that it's possible. Was that, was it the four-minute mile? Yeah, that was one of the big barriers. The big, big, yeah, and then once it did it, like, now that's, everybody's doing it. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> Other people are doing it. <laughs> Stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
You can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also watch good things on Seaspire TV. If you've got that, we are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which this weekend all God's people said, yay. It's crazy when like the upper 80s, even the lower 90s feels like a rest day from all of the heat and humidity. But well, it- I know for a fact the air conditioners were taking a rest because I paid my power bill earlier this morning and it has the little the last week of usage and it was normal a lot of usage a lot of usage and then this weekend it was like ah ah i'm gonna kick back and relax and enjoy the little break they were getting so even though i was at the apartment the majority of the weekend my power bill for the weekend was less than it was for one day last week that's crazy it is. And if you did not take the opportunity to get outside, stretch your legs, enjoy it a little bit, shame on you, because I think we're headed back into maybe a little bit of a heat wave. And it's by no means like cool weather. It wasn't fall weather by any stretch of the imagination. But it did feel like we got a little bit of a break from just the heat that beats you down to where your soul is crying. But yeah, so enjoy it. But that does mean that it's that time of year for the Neshoba County Fair, which it kicked off this past weekend, the 134th annual Neshoba County Fair. A little, not a little trivia, but I'd love to know who is the oldest running fair goer that's gone to the most. I totally botched that on how I should have said it. But the chances that there is someone who's been there for 134 years is probably slim, or we'd have already known about them and celebrated their birthdays for the past several years here. Unless vampires are real. Unless vampires are real. Uh, But I bet there is a family out there whose family has never missed affair, like from probably the beginning. I know there's probably plenty of those stories. But I would be interested in knowing who might would hold the or at least could go into the hat for the most consecutive years of being at the fair because what little I know about those of you who choose the Mississippi's Giant House Party as a yearly event, you do it religiously, rain, shine, mud, dust, it doesn't matter, and it's something that you look forward to and you just factor into your July. Like, that's just what, what you're going to do. And I don't know how many years Super Talk's been there. It's not been 134, although f- for some it may feel like it, it is the 134th year they've been there. But we will be back at Founder Square Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll be there on Wednesday, and both the Gallo Show and Middays will be there coming up on Thursday. It's one of the most important events of the year, and you'll hear from candidates from across the state as election season's uh, season heats up. So you're going to have all of the folks out there. If you're looking for the dates for all the speeches, supertalk.fm did a great write-up for the Neshoba County Fair. You can find the lineup there, but you got them coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, Thursday for if you want to really hone in on your uh, political uh, speeches there. What I like is just everybody will be out in their, like, seersucker and their linen suits and, you know, their hats and the, the, the fans with candidates' faces on them and all the little church fans and all the things. And so the big buttons and, you know, it's just... All the tchotchkes. (laughs) It's just part. It's just part of it. It depends on how hot you are. Will be whether you would, whose fan you're willing to, to utilize uh, to cool off. um, If that 
that doesn't that doesn't line up. So if you see someone sitting there pouring sweat and their spans everywhere, you can just secretly know they don't like any of them. They don't like any of them. I ain't holding that fan. I'm just they're there sit. for the races, and they don't mean <laughs> politics. Yes, which is also a good time for the Neshoba County Fair. We've got another congratulation. If you are over on the Good Things Facebook group, I really do try to keep up with all the good stories in our state. And we actually had Abby, I mean, Aubrey, excuse me, Aubrey Sparkman of Hattiesburg joined us a couple of weeks ago here on Good Things to get us out and a vote for her duct tape um, prom contest. And it was stuck at prom. And they had people who made um, prom dresses or tuxedos out of duct tape. They'll go up for a scholarship. So she actually finished in the top five. And so she ended up winning a $500 cash scholarship. And then she got a prize pack from a duck brand for 100 bucks, which I got tickled with that, of course, free product. But if you remember, it took her like 66 hours hours to make her outfit 14 rolls of duct tape and other materials like hot glue zippers all the things which if they gave her more than 14 rolls of duct tape then she's almost breaking even there she's breaking even plus the money and the time i will say i did see who won i can't remember what state it was um, but she has like a pink it looks like a little bit of an antebellum kind of dress on i'm not saying that hers was better than Aubrey's, but I'm going to say, wow, they're both extremely um, talented. And I think if you made it to that point, even to get to the um, contest of vote, you put oh, yeah. it, you, you had put, to be impressive. You had to be impressive, which Aubrey's already impressive. She's got a mural there. She's the youngest to have a mural there um, in Hattiesburg. It's on the campus of USM. She's done some other artistic things in the community. So I hope she puts that 500 to good use for her art education because the girl, the girl's gifted. I have a feeling that won't be the last time we hear something cool out of her. But congratulations on top five out of the nation. I think that's that that speaks volumes as well. And also congratulations to Chuck Sterry Bar. You may have heard us have um, their founder on after the um, tornadoes there in the Delta that took down the beloved Dairy, uh, Chuck Sterry Bar that was a really pillar in the, in the community, leveled it flat like so many other homes and businesses did there in Rolling Fork. Well, a native from Mississippi and former Barstool sports personality, Ben, am I saying it right, Mintz? But that might be how you say his last name. You Mints. Know, Mints. He delivered a $20,000 donation to Chuck's Dairy Bar there in Rolling Fork to help with the rebuilding efforts. And they have since uh, probably as soon as they could after the tornado. I'm not sure if it's the next day. If it wasn't the next day, it was the next that they got uh, were able to get a food truck and have still been feeding the community and the helpers and everybody coming in. And it's just truly one of those great stories um, about resilience and what it means to be part of a community. And it's cool to watch so many others recognize that and help her, Miss Tracy Harden, build back Chuck's Dairy Bar uh, to, to its former and even hopefully better glory with still keeping what Chuck made Chuck's Chuck. I bet they put that freezer back in the middle of the dairy bar. <laughs> no disrespect, but that's where I all gathered. Freezer slash storm shelter. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's something you can, you don't joke about, but you can be a little more lighthearted this side of it, uh, of the story. But that is whoever had the inkling to get everybody in the freezer and shut the door. That is why Miss Tracy and her team are still with us to continue um, the, 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 
Chuck Dairy Bar story there in Rolling Fork. So that's a really cool story that's happening. I know that Ben, who is from Mississippi, he his new um, company that he's with is also handing out other. Uh, I don't think they call them grants. I think they're donations to to worthwhile uh, organizations that have gone through natural disasters. So so many good Mississippians up to some um, really, really good things. And another really inspiring story, you may have to scroll down a little bit if you're in the Facebook group to find it. And I may mispronounce his name, but Various, V-A-R-U-S, Various Bell, Mr. Bell. We'll call him Mr. Bell. Various. Various, Mr. Bell. I like Mr. Bell. I think we'll go with that. He uh, shared a great story about how he was a country boy from Starkville, Mississippi. Unfortunately, he did eight years in prison. He grew up in the lesser part of the neighborhood. He was able to get his GED, and he became a finance manager at one of the top high-volume dealerships in Dallas. He moved to sort of get a better jump start. He's now a realtor. He's sold four house, five houses, and he's working his way up. And he calls himself the corporate thug, which I think is a neat name that he he chose to use but his story is incredible of someone who can find themselves at rock bottom who also had to work through all of the red tape that finding yourself in prison sometimes puts around you for um, getting out and getting a job and doing all the things so he's out there too doing good and, and spreading a message of inspiration so if you need to spread some love today on your feeds Head to the Good Things Facebook group and share, 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 because the lo- the world needs some brighter headlines in their, in their feeds. Because I'm sure over in the, should I even bring it up, the Twitter's world, it's a, do you, can you even tweet anymore? Is that, do we tweet? What do we do now? What do you call it? It's all X-rated now. Oh, this is a family show. I always knew this show wasn't suited for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have proven my point. It is X-rated and no more tweets. And so there we go. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good 
good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And I love you guys. Ask and you shall receive. So during the break, I got a text from a friend, Flint Minshew. And he was like, hey, we've been there since the beginning, talking about the Neshoba County Fair. And I was trying to figure out who out there, maybe listening to good things, has been there the longest. Flint, it's going to be hard to beat your mother. She is 87 years wise, and she's never missed a Neshoba County Fair. How did your family get started going to the fair? So the gardeners, um, hey, Rebecca, by the way, um, hello. Hey. And, um, but uh, so the gardeners are from Dixon, which is a few miles up the road toward Forest. And when the fair started, uh, they, I mean, they literally, my mother says, now, and this precedes her, but um, that uh, they used to park their wagon in where our spot is right now, and we happen to be cabin number one. I don't think it's always been that numbered like that or whatever, but um, as long as I can remember, we've been cabin number one. And you are 53 years wise, and so you don't remember a July where you weren't at the Neshoba County Fair. That's correct. Actually, so little... I used to tell people, if it wasn't for the COVID year, this would have been my 54th year because, obviously, I was there as, like, an eight-month-old or whatever. And um, But, you know, they didn't have the fair during COVID. And they're also, um, I think it was World War II, they didn't have the fair for four or six years. And literally after that, my grandfather had, like, eight or nine brothers and sisters. And he was the only one that wanted the fair cabin. And so um, that's how it ended up just just our family. What a wise investment he had, at least. Oh, man, thank goodness. Can you imagine how many people would be? We we sleep like 25 or 26 now uh, conventionally and uh, have been known to sleep more than that. But, um, um it is but nuts. Yeah, it, for, it worked out good for our little part of the family. It's nuts for those of us on the outside who maybe come in for the Neshoba County Fair because a friend convinces us to come for one of the great entertainments for for the horse races. I know this week it's gearing up for the for the politics debates, and they start to walk around the square. And from the outside, you're like, "This is a little town. This is a pop up miniature town." You know, this time of year. And then they walk into the cabins and they think, "Well, it's not." It's not luxury living by any stretch of the imagination. So what is the draw to keep it? Like you over the years you guys have not touched for the most part have not renovated up to like modern standards in all capacities um in in the cabins. I'm sure there's been repairs made and upgrades and things, but but what is it so, collectively with the community that keeps it like kind of stuck in time? You know, so a lot of it like for my family for instance, um we Pretty much half of my family's in Florida, and we got together as young adults, and we all had young children at the time, and we just said, we actually rebuilt the cabin. It was like 25 years ago, and that cabin is the third cabin that sits on our spot. There was a one-story cabin. Then my grandfather built a two-story cabin, and then I, in roughly 1997, I tore down the cabin and built another cabin, but... We made a collective decision as a family that we wanted to raise our kids as cousins, and and we all committed to uh, to doing that. And and now, even though those those people are my first cousins, and their kids are like my kids' third cousins, they all grew up each year going going to the fair together. 
and uh, and they're still very close to this day. And uh, so for us, it's very much a family event. Um, and, and I think for a lot of them, it's that way too. It, it's 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 a time, and you know, when you raise when you're somebody like me that grew up at the fair as a kid, and then I've raised my kids, and my kids now, even though none of them are married or or, um, or have children, they talk about you know, and I hear them talking about with their cousins, hey, we're we're going to bring our kids back here, and this is going to be part of their childhood. And it definitely is, and it's like one of those things. If you if you don't know, you can't really grasp it until you go. And then once you go, even if you are someone who hadn't grown up there and taken time to really sit back, sink in, and watch the people on the front porches, look at the community um, feast and fellowship that's going on. You can see where this would just become a family tradition, quick like in a hurry. But the cool part is, it really can't be a family tradition for too many families to get started because you guys are locked in there and not really letting go of those houses very often. I mean, if they come up. It's like, you know, prime real estate. Yeah, I would say there's, I think there's actually like 600 cabins out there and another few hundred RV spots, and they don't turn over very often. Um, a lot of times what you see are families that, you know, they kind of split off and, 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 you know, and then they decide to sell because everybody's moved off. But uh, for the most part, no, you might see five or six a year change hands, maybe. And, uh, and that, that, that might be it. Well, there's plenty of good entertainment. I know there are fair-type rides. There are a lot of things for those that don't have a place to stay to still be able to come in and enjoy. you got the politics that only happened this week. What do you explain it to people? If you say, oh, this is your first time coming to the Neshoba County Fair, make sure you do what and bring what, Flint? So, you know, you got to preface that conversation a little bit because you've got the day fair and you've got the night fair, <laughs> and typically people who try to do, do both don't last very long. Um, so, you know, some people are there for the politics. Some people are there for the entertainment and the music. Um, you know, the good thing being where we are, we get to do a little bit of all of it and take a nap in between. And um, and living in Brandon, you know, we're close enough that we can run. Like, I'm actually home right now, and I'll go back tomorrow. Um, my, my check liver light was on, so I needed a little bit of a break. And um, But anyway, so... It, it, you, you kind of vet what they're coming for. You know, you can come up there with little kids, ride rides, horse races. They always have children's events. Or you can come up there and make it like a redneck Mardi Gras. Uh, so, it, and and then there's a little bit of in-between all over. So you you can do pretty much whatever you want. Have you ever partaken in the chair races, Flint? I hear that if you want a good spot for any of the concerts that will be happening, you have to wait out till they open the gates and then run like the Dickens with your chair mm-hmm. to get a good spot. Oh, yeah. Or do you just sort of say, hey, I can hear the music from where, wherever? No, no, we're very much partaking. Actually, my kids have been trained to chair race. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've still got some scars on my shins and calves from um, from chair racing. So, um, no, I, I was put out there at a very young age by my parents and grandparents to chair race, even when I didn't want to go to the concerts. And um, and, and all of our kids have grown up doing the same thing. So, no, we're, we're very much... Um, we very much partake in the chair races. I don't think people appreciate the fact that Neshoba County Fair, I guess the fairgrounds, Founder Square, they it literally comes alive for a very short period of time. When does the electricity get turned on, Flint? When can your family start getting prepared for everybody coming in to visit? 
so we so the electricity and the water turns on and it's some funny thing like the second tuesday in may or like the or something like that and and so you typically go up there a lot of times you might have some frozen uh some pipes that are bursted or whatever we we do a big party up there uh father's day and we actually call it minshoba but uh you'll see people up there uh for the fourth they they've done some like uh hog cooking competitions up there around the fourth of july and and uh and then everything shuts off typically about two weeks after the fair so we we literally pack it up drain the water lines you know uh do all the preventive maintenance we can do and that thing shuts down until um till uh you know and if you wanted to do some construction up there you'd have to take a generator or whatnot because the electricity's not coming on again until may well, it's definitely something special. People should at least experience it once. I know the rest of this weekend, Super Talk will be there on Wednesday and Thursday for all of the talking heads that will be talking politics. You got your seersucker suit or your linen britches ready for, for all the politics that are headed your way in Founder Square? No, no. They can come <laughs> by and see me, but I no, you, Rebecca, you know me well enough to know I, I'm, I not, know. I'm not dressing like that. I I'm, in a, I'm in shorts and a in a, in a uh, flip-flops and with the coolest shirt I can find. I'm picking But, hey, it. anybody wants to come through, we have uh, leaded and unleaded drinks, and um, we we always uh, we welcome about anybody who wants to come by and visit. Well, there's nobody in a bad mood at the Neshoba County Fair, I can guarantee you that. It's always uh, full of laughing people, lots of good times, good music. It's really cool, and I, now I'll wait. So now we see your mom, your mom holds the spot, Flint. What's your mom's lovely name? Rita, Rita Faye Minshew. She was a gardener, and then my, you know, my father was a Minshew, but, um. 87. The gardeners are from, uh, from Dixon right there up the road. We'll see if anybody can beat your mama. 87 years at the Neshoba County Fair. I appreciate your text, Flint. You guys have the best time, and maybe we'll see you around, okay? Hey, and congratulations on your show. I love it. It's, it's good to hear stuff like this instead of what you turn on every morning well i appreciate that flint um thank you i appreciate your time but you guys stick with us we got more for you coming up next might as well share might as well smile life goes on for a little bitty while it's all right to be a little bitty a little hometown or a big old city might as well share might as well smile life goes on for a little bitty while And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome 
to good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can find Sports Talk Mississippi. And they're going to be at Trustmark Park and the home of the Mississippi Braves coming up Thursday for a special event. you got KLLM. We'll be unveiling to the public the 2023 Ole Miss, MSU, Southern Miss, and JSU football equipment custom wrapped tractor trailers. So that's cool. I hope there's that whole like real big sheet on the on the trailers and then, you know, someone gets to pull, you know, how the whole thing sort of goes um, in my in my mind. Or it's going to be like, uh, what is it, Fixer Upper, where they had the two things up. It's like your ugly house. Are you ready to see your Fixer Upper? Which the trailers weren't ugly. But anyway, and then you pull it apart and then it shows them all because it's going to be hard to keep them a secret or unveiled so now i'm curious how they're going to do that now that gives me the idea they need to hire somebody like david copperfield yes! or some, some magician to come to out make there them disappear and, no make them appear but i mean yeah well yes appear like you're just looking at an empty parking short. lot and all of a sudden he waves his hands and the sheet falls and oh, there's four pig rigs and there you go and then you'll be able to and then you'll be able to see it my luck if i was the one that had the like get to pull it off I can just envision it going all wrong and me pulling really hard and it coming. Because you got to think, like, track trailer's pretty big. And so that's a big sheet. Number one, I hope it's not a fitted sheet. Number two, it's going to come down and then I'm going to get lost in it. It's going to be like, where's Rebecca? It's like the big go, ooh, and nobody's going to be able to see you. It's probably already completely figured out and it's going to run seamless. And I'm probably way overthinking it. But to me, <laughs> I want to know how they're going to. How they're going to unveil it. So. Watch, now they're just going to all be parked out there for everybody to show up and see them, and we just Boo made this way bigger hiss. than it should have been. Boo hiss. Oh, I got a bob. I got a bob. I got a bob. Mrs. Pat Stubbs is 101, and she has gone to the Neshoba County Fair all her life. She is part of the Stubbs Schnellers. Schneller. 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 Sorry for that. Cabin on Founders Square. All right. Well, there you go. Miss Minchu at 87. She got one-upped. By Miss Pat, who's 101, who has made it there. That's pretty daggum impressive. I don't know if I've been anywhere, like, showed up somewhere consecutively. I was on a roll for the um, Dixie National Rodeo all my life. That was something my parents and my family sort of always did. And then we moved. When I moved for school, I broke the, I kind of broke the chain. So it makes me kind of sad because I was kind of on I was on that trajectory of every since I was born. It was just every year our family was what we did. We went we went the last Wednesday back when there was a Wednesday every year until I was like, well, I'll just won't get that Guinness World Book record. But Miss Pat, she might could for oh, we need to see you need to see about that. I don't know how you do it and how you verify it and all things, but I feel like she's in the running. For most fairs attended. For most fairs attended. Sorry, Miss Minchie, but I'm sure she would graciously give it to Miss Pat. I bet they know each other. They have to know each other. How have you been in the same place 87 times? And you hadn't <laughs> and you hadn't met yet. They've had to have met. All right. The Mississippi Wildlife Foundation Conservation Raffle is still going on. So get your tickets for great prizes, all the while supporting wildlife conservation and outdoor recreation in Mississippi. You can visit the raffle website, mwfp.foundationraffle.com, for more info on where and how to purchase your raffle tickets. Tickets are 20 bucks, and you can only and only be purchased online. So ticket sales in July the 30th. I think that's this coming week. And the drawing is on August the 14th. And the best part is you do 
not have to be present to win. And finally, someone put all the national and international days together. It is International Self-Care Day. It is National Tequila Day. It is National Drive-Thru Day. Just make sure you drive through. Yeah, you got to get in the right order. You got to get in the right order. Let me let me back that up. You got to go through the drive-through first before you can partake in the tequila. But as a part of your self-care routine, as part of your self-care routine, you have to. It's it's the national day. So go through, get you some tacos, and then go home on the back porch in this less than hell's front porch weather. And enjoy a margarita with the fans on and take a little time for some some self-care. And if you happen to be a thermal engineer, that's the icing on the cake because it's also National Thermal Engineer Day. If you are a thermal engineer, you need a margarita because you're smart. <laughs> you studied real hard. <laughs> and if you didn't, I'm going to drink your margarita for you. <laughs> All right, stick with us. you got more fun coming up next with the boys for Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Mississippi Media Production.